Ed Gross, and you're listening to CloserWeekly.com's classic TV and film podcast, where we celebrate the golden age of television and movies, then and now. Rich Little is easily the most successful voice impersonator there's ever been. He made his on-camera debut on an episode of The Judy Garland Show in 1964 and hasn't looked back since. From there, he became a regular on television variety show, as well as Johnny Carson's The Tonight Show, and starred with other impersonators on the series The Copycats. But the most fun to watch are clips from the Dean Martin celebrity roasts, where he impersonates pretty much everyone in attendance. It's amazing to watch, and you can check them out for yourself on YouTube. At 80, Rich isn't slowing down. He's currently doing a show in Las Vegas at the Laugh Factory at the Tropicana Hotel. And will be doing so, he tells us in the following interview, until he doesn't feel like doing it anymore. Nice to have choices. First of all, I appreciate your time today. Uh, <laughs> I first discovered you when I was a kid watching the copycats. So uh, <laughs> during uh, uh, when I used to stay with my grandparents during the summers. So uh, I've been a fan for a long time. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. So... So, you know, Harlan mentioned to me that you've just signed, I think, an extension of your contract over there at the Tropicana, right? Yeah, I've been there three years. Wow. Yeah. So this may this is gonna probably sound like a dumb question, but how did how do you keep this fresh for yourself, you know, after so many years of doing it? Well, you know, I I I do a show that I'm happy with, and then after a while I get a little bit bored and I think uh uh, you know, a lot of people that have seen the show come back. So I, I, I change it around and uh, put new things in and, um, gradually change it so that, uh, I keep it fresh, you know, and I show a lot of film clips, uh, from shows I've done from the past. So when I do George Burns, I show me with the real George Burns and I do John, John Wayne. I show me with, with John Wayne and, uh, with Dean Martin and with Frank Sinatra. And so it's a combination of me doing the impressions and showing uh, clips from the shows that I've done uh, in the past. And do you have much of the interaction with the audiences and that sort of thing? Well, not much with the audience. No, not really. Um, uh, you know, mostly, um, you know, we're watching film clips and then I comment on them and then, uh, and, uh, tell the audience, uh, you know, what they were like and, um, and, uh, do a few jokes and, um, you know, it, it's uh, kind of a, uh, kind of a trip down memory lane, really. My show is it's, uh, it's designed for people that, uh, grew up, uh, in that era, you know, uh, of the Dean Martin Rose and the tonight show. Um, if you're a young person, it's, probably very strange <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like who are these people yeah who are these people yeah yeah i had a i had a 15 year old kid in the show the other day and he was laughing his head off really and I, and I couldn't figure it out i thought he doesn't know anybody i'm doing and when the show was over i said you seem to enjoy my act and he said i do you're very funny but i'm <laughs> baffled and i said baffled about what he said i just wonder why you kept changing your voice all the time <laughs> <clears throat> I guess he missed the sign coming in, huh? <laughs> so. I probably didn't know who I was when he came in. Yeah. Right. There, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, people that come in and take their kids with them and uh, they have no idea who I am. Right. And I guess the uh, parents are explaining to them who these people are, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is hard because look, 
even as a fan, like one of the people I'm a, I'm a huge fan of is Jack Benny, right? And nobody I know really knows Jack Benny. I'm 58, but people, I look at a lot of people, there's like, I, I have no idea who you're talking about. And I think he's like one of the funniest people that ever walked the earth. So it's so funny how it's like people either know this stuff really well or they have no clue to look at you like you're an alien or something. Yeah. Well, Jack Benny was a sweet man and a good friend of mine. And I, I did a lot of things with him. Uh, I think the second thing I ever did was the Steve Allen show. And Jack was, uh, was on the same show with me. And um, I remember he said to me, Rich, when you do me, you put four fingers up to your face. I only use three. <laughs> and I said, really? He said, because three is a funnier number than four, you know. <laughs> <laughs> which is silly it's not true but it, it was kind of cute you know? yeah, it's funny that's great i'm trying not to laugh but yeah it's jack benny <laughs> yeah he was he was a great guy i loved i loved jack yeah. very very down to earth uh no ego at all that's what i've heard about uh, him yeah 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 he was one of the greats I also heard, I read on wikipedia i don't know how true this is that after jimmy stewart died you ended up doing the crossing signal sounds uh, voices is that true well, yeah, in this hometown, you know, um, I did, uh, I did uh, traffic s signals uh, on the street corner and, um, you know, telling people when they can walk and when they can't. And I did it as Jimmy Stewart, you know, uh, in Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So if you go there, you'll hear my voice on the street corner. May no. may you indulge me if I ask you what do you say on the street corner since I'm not likely to be there anytime well, soon? Well, you know, I I I did I don't know I can't remember it's something like um, I, I I don't don't walk right now Har Harvey's coming across the street <laughs> and I know you can't see him so just be careful when you cross at the intersection. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> I love this stuff. Do they still? Do they still do? Are those still there, or is that was that just for a temporary I don't know. thing? Oh, okay. I don't know. I I did them about uh, five or six years ago. I don't I don't know whether they're still using them or not. But yeah. it, it was kind of a funny idea, you know, to do that in this hometown. Oh, sure. I think it's great. Yeah, I've forgotten about that, but uh, yeah, if you go there, you know, um, you'll you'll hear them, you know. I'm going to go home tonight and say to my wife, hey, honey, we got to go to Indiana. Why? We have to listen to some traffic signals. <laughs> yeah. For you, you know, since you've been doing this so long, how hard or of a challenge has it been to keep the material fresh, to keep the impersonations fresh, to be updating for modern audiences? I know now you're doing this show for people of a certain age, but throughout the, all those yeah. years, was it tough? Yeah, well, you know, you try and keep it up to date if you can, you know, I doing a little of Donald Trump and that, uh, you know, I, I, um, I, I change things around, but uh, mostly I'm doing, um, uh, the people that I'm known for like, uh, John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart and Ronald Reagan and George Burns, you know, the, the, the Johnny Carson, th those are the ones that I'm known for. And I've got a lot of clips, uh, from various shows I did. So, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to, to reminisce and, um, and a lot of people, um, you know, like to like to remember that that time because that 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 era is gone, you know, oh, and yeah. all the great all the great comics are gone now, you know, and uh, we just don't have we don't have people like we used to anymore. Yeah, 
It, it's absolutely true. I mean, I watched, you know, before we did this, set up this interview, I was looking at on YouTube and watching some of the Dean Martin stuff with you. And I just see all those faces there. And it's amazing the talent pool that was there. Uh, just astounding to me, you know, and it is sad that they're all gone at this point. Yeah, well, you know, uh, the people that were on those roasts, those Dean Martin roasts, they're all gone. Yeah. Uh, the, the reason I'm still around is I was one of the youngest ones on there. <laughs> it's true. But um, I've, I've got a picture on my wall of uh, the Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin roast. And um, except for Ruth Buzzy, everybody's gone. Really? 20, 20 people are gone in that picture. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, but now when you, th how did people react? I mean, I watched a clip recently of Dana Carvey with George Bush and George Bush supposedly loved Dana Carvey's impersonation of him. Uh, in yeah. fact, gave him pointers. <laughs> how did do him when you would do well, he, he was good with me too. I, I, Dana Carvey was, was known for his George Bush, but I, I did it in front of Bush too, you know? Oh, I didn't realize that. <clears throat> and, um, <clears throat> I remember the first time I did it in front of him and I was, you know, doing the George Bush. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I want to, I want to be prudent, you know? Um, and I was doing my, my George Bush impression. And he looked at me and he said, rich. I said, yes, stick the Nixon. <laughs> <laughs> he had a good sense of humor that, that George Bush. <laughs> Yeah, he he was a very nice man, very down to earth, easy to talk to. Yeah, yeah, he had no ego and no airs at all. I mean, he was um, just just a regular guy. And I, I think in all the accolades you see on TV about him now, um, you know, they're all true. He, um, I don't think he had an enemy in the world. You know, no, I believe it. It's just a, it's just a wonderful reputation uh, for 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 a president to have. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Without it. But when you would so when I was so when you were doing those impersonations back in the day, even uh, you know the Johnny Carsons and and Jack Benny and George Burns, did those guys all love it? Did they did they get upset with you after a while, like you were teasing them, or I mean, how did it go? No, no. The, the only one that got upset was Paul Paul Lynn of Hollywood Squares. Really? Yeah. Every time I did him on Hollywood Squares or a Dean Martin Rose, he would look into the camera and say, "How's he doing? Who's that?" That's <laughs> That's disgusting. That isn't me. Oh, God, get a day job. <laughs> he hated it. He really? really did. The faces he used to give me. I mean, after a while, I got self-conscious about it, but um, he made no bones about it. He just didn't like the impression of all. And how do you react when somebody has that kind of reaction? Granted, it's only happened a couple of times, but... Does it upset you, or does it? Uh, you just well, say, no. Oh, yeah, I, the only one I could think of is Paul Lynn. I, I don't think anybody else got upset, but um, even, even Richard Nixon uh, liked my impression of him, really? which I find a, a little unusual. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I don't think Nixon knew I was doing him. That's the problem, uh, you know. <laughs> I remember one time I did Nixon in front of him, and he turned to his wife Pat and said, "Why is?" Why is this young man speaking in this strange voice? <laughs> yeah, why is he speaking in a strange voice? I wonder why, Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did he didn't recognize himself at all. Yeah. He had no sense of humor, you know, Nixon did. Oh, we know that. <laughs> yeah, he you know, he wore the same blue suit for over forty years and I don't think he ever took the hanger out of it, you know? <laughs> Probably pretty not. stiff. <laughs> 
Yep. Pretty stiff. Pretty stiff. Not much sense of humor at all. Absolutely. You know. You know, Reagan had the best sense of humor. Did he? Of, of all of them? Oh, Reagan. Reagan was great. I mean, um, I remember one time he said to me, he said, you know, Rich, you do me better than I do. <laughs> you do me so well. I was thinking when I pass away, they should bury you. <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> yeah, he he had a great sense of humor. He yeah. he, he loved my impression of him. He, he just absolutely... He beamed when I did him, you know. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, he was he was one of the greats. Absolutely, you know. Now was Carson cool with it? Because I read something, uh, you know, again uh, reading Wikipedia, and who knows what's true and what's not on Wikipedia. Uh, it said it made it sound like he got upset with with the impersonation. Uh, I don't know whether he got upset with the impersonation or not, but um, you know, Johnny was um, very strange because he was. Uh, and not an outgoing person. He uh, he was very hard to talk to, uh, and um, he he wasn't. It wasn't that he wasn't a nice man. He was very nice, but he um, you know he just kept to himself. And um, I didn't really get to know him at all. The only time I would ever talk to him would be during the commercial break. Oh really? Uh, other than that, we just didn't speak. You know. He, he would he would wave to me when he left uh, when he got in his car, and that was about it, you know. Wow, who knew? Yeah, he did. He didn't have many friends. Yeah, you know, no. Uh, you can never figure, right? The guy missed the television there, and not well. Uncle Uncle Milty was missed the television, but uh, but a guy who's on so popular on a late night show, and you would think that he'd be more personable. But I've heard that also that he's kind of was to himself and that sort of thing. Yeah, but he was the best. There's oh, yeah. nobody better than Carson. Nobody. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, for you, I mean, you know, and this is going way back, but what drew you to this? I mean, what made you say, oh, I can do this? Well, I started imitating teachers at school, you know, and uh, that's how I started. And uh, I knew this was going to be my lifetime work because uh, eventually the teachers were uh, you know, charging a two drink minimum and a, <laughs> and a cover charge. Right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> but I, I did all my teachers. I used to answer my teachers in class and their voice. Wow. How did they react to that? that? That didn't upset them. What okay. upset them was it was usually the wrong answer. <laughs> right. Of course. Yeah. But to go from being, you know, like, oh, I'm imitating my teachers and doing good. I mean, did that fill you with the confidence saying, hey, you know what? Maybe I could do this for a living and start impersonating, you know, people outside of the classroom. Well, I only did it for fun, you yeah. know, at, at first. But, but then when I started to perform and, you know, at, uh, oh, a Shriners conventions and uh, some local things around town and, uh, you know, uh uh, then they they started to pay me, and then I thought, oh my God, there's money in this. So yeah. that's when I, I took it more seriously. When, when I began to, when I started to get paid, then I thought, well, maybe I'm onto something. Other than that, it was it was just a hobby, you know. Okay, but was your first break? I mean, again, in in my research, uh, Judy Garland show is that right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, okay. 1964, Judy Garland show. What kind of impact and, did that have on you? Oh, that was a, that was a terrific um, because Judy never saw me performing until we did the show. So her reaction 
uh, was quite genuine and because she, she hadn't come to any of the rehearsals. Oh, so, um, you know, that, that, uh, that skyrocketed me to, to, to fame really the, 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 uh, you know, Judy Garland show. Cause right after that, I did a lot of television and, uh, that started my career and it was Judy Garland and Mel Torme, the, the singer, uh, was the one that got me on that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. We were friends and he was musical, uh, director of the Judy Garland show. And, uh, he played her a tape that I had done of all my voices and she booked me on the show. Wow. How fortuitous was that? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. You know, but you know, it's funny too, though. It's like, well, for, first of all, let me ask you this. When people, when you first started doing this and you were getting the reactions from people, I mean, getting paid is wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but when, when you're getting the reactions from people and you're making people laugh so much, what does that do for you? I mean, does it just inspire you to push further? I mean, is it I mean, just what is, I'm just curious what the other side of the microphone is like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once, um, once I saw the impact it had on people, um, you know, uh, then I took it more seriously and then I had to get material. Yeah. You know, Cause you can't just do the voice. You got to have something to say. And, uh, you know, most of those variety shows that I did in the seventies, they had writers on the show, you know, they, they had writers on the Dean Martin show too. You, you, you took what they, what they wrote and then you, um, put some of your own material into it. And, um, and that's, that's what happened. But, uh, some people on the Dean Martin roast were just actors and they weren't comedians. So they just, uh, read cue cards, you right. know, it wasn't their material at all. Yeah. yeah. I believe that. Uh, even Mr. Paul Lynn used to get his material handed to him on the Hollywood script. Oh yeah. Paul, Paul Lynn used to get, uh, his, uh, jokes, you know, I mean, uh, sometimes he'd ad lib, but most of that stuff was written for him, right. you know, like, uh, Peter Marshall would say, Paul, can you get an elephant drunk? And Paul said, oh, sure. But you'll never get it up to your apartment. Right. <laughs> 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 Oh, you're killing me, Mr. Little. <laughs> oh, with this yeah, well, that was that was written for him. He, yeah. he did, well, once in a while, he'd come up with, uh, with something funny, but most mostly the, uh, it was written. Yeah. Mo most of those one-liners are written, you know. Oh, sure. You know. Yeah. You know, you, you brought up an interesting point about having to come up with the material. And I was thinking that because I was watching a clip of the Judy Garland show, and I'm thinking to myself, you've really got to, like you said, you can't just do the voice. How hard is it when you say, okay, this is the person I'm going to impersonate, whether it be Jack Benny or Ronald Reagan, whoever it may be, how much work goes into trying to get that voice, those mannerisms and material for those mannerisms in that voice? Well, you know, you have to work at it. You have to uh, listen to it over and over and over. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I've been asked to go on the Tucker Carlson show on Fox and so I'm watching him and um, trying to get him his voice down because when I do the show, he's going to ask me if I can do him, you right. know? And so uh, I would, I would then tape him and listen to it a thousand times, you know? Wow. Yeah. Is, is it coming up? I know you said you mostly do the old voices, but do you find that you have the, like, are there people out there now that you feel like, oh, God, I got to learn how to impersonate that person? Or is it not really <laughs> sort of not necessary at this point? 
Well, you know, um, I'm I'm trying to add new new people all the time, but it's yeah. it gets tough because we don't have the voices that we used to, yeah. and certainly in the film stars, we don't. No, you know, the film stars are hard to do now because they're not larger than life, and um, and uh, you know, how can you imitate uh, George Clooney and uh, right. Matt Damon and uh, you know Brad Pitt? You know, it's, it's it, that's pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah. imagine it would be though. But uh, also, it seems like what, like, like I mentioned at the beginning of the conversation that you know, when I was a kid, I watched the Copycats, and it was you and a whole bunch of other impersonators and stuff. Are impersonators still a big thing these days, or has it sort of died out to some degree? It's not as big as it was. You know, I guess Saturday Night Live um, showcases a lot of people doing impressions. Yeah, um, but. Um, when I was, uh, you know, in my heyday in the seventies, uh, there, there were, oh, eight or 10 really good impersonators, but I, I don't think there's many today at all. Not one or two, but you know, not many. Yeah. If you, that's a shame. Kind of a, kind of a, kind of a dying art really. Yeah. yeah. Which is unfortunate though. You know, it's, uh, um, but you're keeping it alive anyway. I mean, seriously doing your show and stuff and, 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 yeah. uh, and I think that's wonderful. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. We're still performing at the Tropicana, uh, four nights a week, and uh, been there for three years, and it's going really well. If anybody listening uh, comes to Vegas, come and see me at the Laugh Factory at uh, the Tropicana, seven o'clock, from Sunday to Wednesday. Excellent. And how long is your new con? You just signed a contract again, right? You renewed the contract, or? Yeah, yeah, I've been there three years. And and how long is this new contract extension for? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, as long <laughs> as I want to stay, I guess. Does it get boring, or do you still, you know, do you? Still oh no, 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 no. Every night's a challenge. You know, some nights, some nights the audience is great. Some nights they're they're not. Some nights they stand. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I think they're giving me a standing ovation, but they're not. They're going home. <laughs> but take it as a standing ovation. <laughs> Let's pretend it's a standing ovation. <laughs> they're going yeah. Home. Yeah. When they don't stand up, I always say, oh, thank you for that wonderful sitting ovation. That was very sweet. <laughs> do people really do that? I mean, they just kind of sit there and. and uh... Well, yeah, a lot. A lot of people don't know the show's over or. Or they they've been watching television and they they don't know to stand. Yeah, you know, and um, it, it's not that important. But um, it, it, you know, sometimes they all jump up and they start screaming and uh, more and more and every other nights it's like you know like working a tomb, you know. <laughs> right. So it it depends on the audience. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. You know. So have you, I mean, uh, this may, again, be another dumb question, but but do you have other things going on right now, or is this primarily it right now? No, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just uh, reading a movie part that I may do a part in a movie that they're going to film here in Vegas. And um, so, you know, and I, I, I may go back and do the Huckabee show again. I did that a couple of months ago, and that went over well, and... Uh, and Tucker Carlson, I'm going to do that show soon. So, you know, I'm I'm still on TV, but not as much as I used to be, though. Right. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. But you know, you get you get to be a certain age, and you're kind of forgotten. A couple were in last night, and they said, "Oh, we're glad we saw you here. We thought you were dead." Oh God. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I've died a few. I've died a few times on stage, but uh, oh, bum <laughs> I said, I said to them, "Well, you wouldn't want to come and see me if I was dead, you know." And I don't think it would be too good, an interesting a show, you know. Yeah, probably not. But people say the darndest things to you, you know. They um, after the show's over, sometimes they they get in awe of meeting you, and they don't know what they're saying, you know. They have to come out with some strange things, you know. Somebody said to me, "We saw you." 40 years ago at the Landmark Hotel here in Vegas. Is it? Is this the same act? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'd like to think not. <laughs> I said, no, no, not really. I was doing impressions of Raymond Navarro and, uh, you know, back then. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you great. know, some of the silent screen, screen stars back then. Oh, were you impersonating the silent screen stars? Okay, good. Yeah, they're easy to do. Sure. You know? I could do them. The silent, the silent stars are really easy to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would think they would be. You know. Yeah. When you look back at all this, Rich, you know, all you've done and, and, and again, being so recognized as, quote, unquote, the man of a thousand voices and all, what's your feeling about this, this legacy you've created in show business over, over the years? Well, you know, I've, I've been very lucky. Um, you know, I came around at the right time when there was variety. Yeah. And did a lot of variety shows and uh, television was booming and uh, and uh, it's it's a different ball game today. You know, it's uh, it's, um, you know, they, they they still do roasts, but they, I don't think they're very funny. You know, no, they're and really they're pretty, pretty, and they're vulgar. pretty crude. Yep. They're pretty vulgar. Yeah. 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 You know? Like it's definitely those, those Dean Martin shows were never vulgar at all. No. No. If anything, um, a little suggestive, but not much. You know, there's sometimes yeah, a little yeah, suggestive. a little suggestive, especially by Dean. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dean was funny. You know, we'd 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 be going to tape a show at the MGM Grand. We're walking to the dais, and Dean would turn to me and say, "Rich, who who are we honoring tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "What? You don't even know who the guest of honor is? No, 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 nobody's told me." I said, "Oh." What? Michael Landon. Oh, that's a good choice. We're going to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> was the man always drunk or is that just the way he carried himself? No, he was he wasn't drunk. No. <laughs> he spilled most of it actually. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, no. I, people ask me that. I I think of uh, the Rat Pack. I don't think I think the other two uh, Frank and Sammy drank more than Dean did. Really? Yeah. That's Dean funny. didn't drink that much, really. But he sure built a reputation of it. Oh no, it was, it was put on. You yeah. know, I don't. I don't know what he was drinking on the show, but I, 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 I don't know whether it was tea or not. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I only, <laughs> I only saw Dean drunk one time uh, at the um, inauguration. Uh, I think it was for Jimmy Carter, but uh, Dean was stoned out of his mind. But that's the only time I saw him drunk. Well, yeah, I never saw him drunk on any of the roasts. You know, then he was a very good actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's an excellent actor. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just teasing though. So, uh, you know, so, so I guess, I guess that's really it. Unless there's anything else you want to get in there. I just wanted to sort of chat with you and just see what's going on and what it's been oh, like. I've got, for you. I've got a book out. I've got a book oh, out book? you might be interested in. It's yeah. called uh, People I Have Known and Been. <laughs> little is, by little. Is that your biography or? No, it's. Funny things that have happened with me and celebrities. You can get it on Amazon if they 
checked out in the store. Oh, no, we'll definitely promote that for sure. Yeah. You know. Little uh, People I've Known and Been is the name of the book. It's, That's a great uh, name. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sell it when the show is over and a lot of people buy it, you know. What inspired you to write it? Well, I just had so many interesting stories about, about some of these greats, you know. I yeah. Mean, um, and I decided to um, just write about them. You know, I didn't want to do a bio. I didn't think my life was that uh, interesting. But uh, the people that I've met and impersonated were, were more interesting. So that's that's why I wrote the book. Well, that's that's. I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time. And, and I appreciate the laughs over the years. Seriously. Well, you're welcome. Okay, then. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. To learn more about Rich Little, head over to Amazon and order a copy of his book, Little by Little, People I've Known and Been. And to learn more about us, subscribe to the Classic TV Podcast. Let us know what you think. And give us a five-star review. We won't complain. I'm Ed Gross. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.